Hello, I'm with Ian Parry from the IMF, uh, and uh, I would like to uh, start asking Parry, who is a, a well-known expert on, on energy and, and environmental taxes, what, uh, what's his opinion on, on the use of taxes uh, within climate change policies, uh, within policies against climate change? Uh, th thanks, Well, we, we, we think that uh, carbon taxes should play the central role in uh, carbon mitigation, easy to administer, straightforward extension of what most countries are already doing, uh, administering a, a road fuel excises amongst the easiest of all taxes to administer. So we th recommend that countries build carbon charges into those uh, taxes and extend similar charges to the supply of other petroleum products, coal and uh, natural gas. We, we think that's the best way to price carbon. Alternatively, you can use emissions trading systems, but um, we think it's better to have certainty over the price. We think it's important to exploit the um, revenues from these carbon pricing instruments. So if, if countries are going ahead with trading systems, they should auction the allowances because this creates some um, revenue for broader fiscal reform. Um, then another problem with trading systems is that, is that they tend to be implemented downstream on industrial sources, so they miss about 50% of the emissions from homes and vehicles, so they need to be accompanied by a taxes for those uh, other emissions sources. Um, but, uh, um, but to us, um, you know, carbon taxes are a, a very simple, practical, uh, straightforward tool and the most, the most effective and efficient way to price carbon while raising revenue at the same time. Are we progressing adequately in this area, <laughs> uh, in the developed and in the de de developing world? What's your opinion on this? Yeah, you can look at it as uh, um, a glass half full in the sense that um, 40 countries now, counting the EU as 28 countries, um, have some form of national carbon pricing. There's more than 20 carbon pricing schemes at the uh, sub-national level. China has announced that it's going to be uh, implementing carbon pricing in 2017. So there's a lot of momentum, and um, 150 countries have made fairly serious mitigation pledges for the uh, Paris conference, so there's a lot of momentum. But um, if we're being honest, um, we have an awful long way to go. We're only at base camp in terms of starting the process because these uh, carbon pricing schemes, if we exclude China, they only cover about 12% of global emissions and typically with prices that are far too low from an environmental perspective. <clears throat> so we'll need to transition to much greater coverage of carbon pricing and to uh, higher prices if, if countries are serious about making significant progress on their uh, mitigation pledges. Some people uh, think that carbon taxes uh, can be problematic due to two issues. Uh, one is the distribution of, of costs among population, so uh, poor people may be more affected than rich people, for instance, and the other, that it may hurt competitiveness. Mm. So what do you think? What's your view on, on both uh, issues? Yeah, on, on, on the first one, I mean, I think it's important, the important point to grasp is that um, artificially holding down fuel prices to help poor people, that's a very inefficient way to help poor people. There are much better much more targeted instruments available to help poor people. So we would, we would recommend that countries still move forward with carbon pricing, but it's important at the same time to protect the poor through much more targeted measures, strengthening social, uh, secure, social safety nets and uh, maybe using some existing fiscal instruments to uh, 
provide targeted help to low-income groups. And we think that should be uh, feasible for our countries to do. Um, on the competitiveness, that, that, that's, a, that's a tricky issue because um, uh, ultimately if, if, if a country is going to allocate its uh, scarce resources efficiently, um, you don't want to be propping up firms that can't compete uh, with energy efficiently priced. So uh, in the longer term, we really need to be assisting the transition of resources away from energy-intensive, carbon-intensive sectors to other sectors through uh, worker retraining. But uh, you know, in the short term, maybe uh, there's a case for some temporary tax reliefs to help firms um, and then, you know, there's a big debate about whether we should have uh, uh, border tax adjustments to help level the playing field and encourage others to uh, participate in carbon pricing. But the kind of pros and cons of, of that approach, it's, it's practically it's difficult to implement to measure the embodied carbon of uh, imports, and it may raise uh, legal issues with uh, treaty obligations. But that's another possibility that's being considered. Finally, I would like to know your your views on the on the Paris COP and how this can influence uh, if if there might be any influence of, of the results in, in in the use of taxes against climate change. Yeah, well, I think it's very uh, exciting that so many countries, 150 of them, have made serious uh, emissions mitigation pledges. Typically, these take the form of a uh, cut in emissions by 2030, maybe 30% relative to emissions in some uh, baseline year. So I think it's going to create a lot of uh, serious debate about how countries can make progress uh, on those pledges, which is going to focus attention on the choice of policy instruments. And I think the case for pricing instruments over other instruments is very strong. And the, uh, finance ministers at the moment are very concerned about fiscal positions given the historically high debt to GDP ratios. So um, I think there will be a lot of debate about um, you know, the case for uh, carbon taxes uh, over regulatory approaches. And so we might see significant progress on that front. Thank you very much, uh, Ian. It was a pleasure to sure. talk to you. <laughs> sure. Thanks a lot.